안녕하세요. I'm Grace. I'm Sarah. We're Asian K-drama fans who love to ask and hopefully find answers to all of our and your Asian drama questions. We cover everything from silly topics to sensitive and serious issues that come up as we binge. We'll also share some Korean and Chinese language tips as well as our experiences as diaspora Asians living in the UK and US. Join us as we delve into the details and context of the dramas we all love. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our final Afternoon Asks podcast of the year. And we've made it a bumper edition because we've packed it full of guests to join us for a year-end review of 2023 in Korean dramas um, and maybe other dramas other asian dramas um, we're really excited about this episode and we're hoping you find it a fun listen as well okay so for scheduling reasons we had our guests with us separately rather than with each other so we've edited these ones together as we spoke to them they're all fellow members of the afternoon of delight patrons so if, if you enjoy listening to their views and we think you will uh, and you enjoy our chat with them do consider joining our patrons so you can join in too so without yay. further ado let's have yay let's have introduce our first guest so katie hi katie hi everybody Hi. So I think I mentioned quite a few times before now, I had a trip to Washington and I was lucky enough to meet up with some patron for dinner. And Katie was one of my dinner companions. And I think she can testify to this. We didn't stop talking about K-dramas pretty much all evening. Um, so it was it was such a lot of fun. Um, plus, also, Katie writes some really great patron posts. And you honestly, you're such a good writer, Katie. You really sell dramas to us. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so, so good to have you on. You are too kind. <laughs> so we're going to start first. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you fell into the world of K-dramas? Sure. Well, uh, as you mentioned, Sarah, I live in the D.C. area in Alexandria, Virginia, where I work as a book editor for an education nonprofit. And we publish books mm -hmm. about education policy and practice and not, you know, sadly, books about you know, getting it on with a shark shapeshifter or anything like that. <laughs> um, uh, outside of watching a lot of drama, uh, I do a lot of reading, although not as much reading as I used to because it's drama time. Mm. And I don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> have been, I'm not really a romance reader exclusively, but um, I am also into cooking and music, uh, not K-pop especially, but I am ARMY, and I did fly mm -hmm. to LA to see BTS two years ago, and I, and I did go to New York to see Sugar this past spring, Amazing. and I have seen The Rose with a couple of fellow DC area patrons, so uh, hi ladies if you're listening. Um, uh, also relevant to this discussion, I guess, is that I am a longtime like, film and TV geek slash snob. So like I was the girl that worked in the video store in high school and this was in the <laughs> 80s when yeah when working in a video store meant something right um and by saying that I, this was during the 80s I am establishing my ajima cred because I am you know in the elder demographic I think of our audience um but so like back then and uh, you know I was it was classic movies and indies and international films and which is when I got into Hong Kong cinema which I think you and I have talked a little bit about Sarah yes um, yes and like all those great sort of human-centered non-blockbuster films that we used to get in the 70s and 80s maybe a lot more than we do now um and so 
as movies got more blockbuster focused and TV got really great, I got into, you know, what they call prestige dramas, you know, mm -hmm. those critically acclaimed underwatched series, things like you know, <laughs> Friday Night Lights and Rectify and Halt and Catch Fire, that kind of thing. Different genres and not specifically romances, but lots of them had love lines in them, um, like romantic mm -hmm. love and platonic love. And that's always what I gravitated towards. So this is my K-drama journey now, right? Um, like K-dramas I found when I got into them during the pandemic and you know, specifically through Chloe, like a lot of us here. I mean, everything yeah. that I had been scraping <laughs> and seeking for in English language TV, you know, the stories with great characters and intense emotional mm. investment and catharsis, all that stuff, K-dramas were just like serving that up to me on a platter. So everything that I yeah. wanted, it was right there. So yeah. that's how I got here. And that's why I'm staying basically, because, you know, I hardly watch any English language TV anymore. Same. I, yeah, Same. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's been a really interesting journey for me too, actually, just in terms of kind of, actually, the two things that I've still carried on watching are crime noir, um, oh. because, uh, because I yeah, I've yet to find K dramas that do mystery crime really well. Mm. And mm. I mean, I'm being a bit biased, but like British crime is pretty damn good. So oh, that's, yeah. that's one of the genres. And then the other thing that I'm still watching, even though it actually wrapped its four seasons, is Never Have I Ever. Oh, um, oh, Never yeah. Have I Ever was so yeah. good. Because that, that, that kind of teen high school humor, again, I don't yeah. get that in K drama. So, like, that is just so sassy and so smart and so clever. And yeah, so I'm loving that. Right. That was a sweet did show. You, yeah. Did you watch Sex Education also? No. Is that good? Do you recommend that? Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's much more like, um, I guess there's more more on-screen sex so right it's a little more explicit but i i really enjoyed it i i thought they they both of them had like good like growth arcs for the main characters and so i really enjoyed both um it's not as funny though as never have i ever yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't have john McEnroe narrating which is like <laughs> a thing that of genius so good so good yeah anyway we digress Mm -hmm. So, Katie, we also uh, like to ask. Oh, wait, were you done with your your? Oh, that's my journey. Point? That's my journey. I mean, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm staying here. Like, I get. Yeah. Oh, maybe awesome. you know. Maybe I'm not done because one of the other great things about this. Look, here I go. One of the other great things about this is that it's introduced me to like a whole other slate of actors and actresses who are so terrific yeah. who I would never yeah. have heard of yeah and, right you know and then and it's just been it's been eye-opening to see how much great work is being done by people that most people around me have never heard of yeah so. yeah that's true yeah yeah so um we also like to ask our guests um what their five Korean or other Asian dramas to get to know you are um so it doesn't have to be your favorite um it's just like um the ones that you think are representative of like your tastes basically yeah um and also for this episode we thought it would be fun to add in your ultimate k-drama bias 
or which is a cruel, <laughs> cruel question. <laughs> because why should we have to choose in this fantasy space? We don't. Right? We don't. We don't. We don't. It's true. It's true. You know, it's, it's nice to talk about specific people who are doing great work, like you're, like you were saying just yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here is okay. My five. Um, these are not my top five favorites, but I think most of them, I think they're generally in my top 10 or top 15. And yes, I do rank loosely and it's expanding and I hope that it keeps expanding. Um, okay. So number one on my list is our blues, which is my love of slice of life and like real people's stories, beautiful mm -hmm. performances, the way that that OST is woven into the drama. I love that kind of stuff. And also it let me ugly cry in almost every single episode <laughs> which is another thing that I love to do. I love to ugly cry. And that brings us to my number two, which is Rain or Shine, Just Between Lovers. Um, mm. I love a melodrama. I go for melodrama over comedy every time. Because I haven't really, like the, like the different cultural comedy contexts are a little bit different for, difficult for me to navigate. Like I'm mm. not so much the potty humor. I'm not so much, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm with yeah. the slapstick. The slapstick, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't mind, like, some fall down, I'll laugh, but I need a little bit more than that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, we you. talked about the goat noises. Like, I am anti-goat noise. <laughs> I love the goat noises. <laughs> See? Are we going to fight about goat noises? No. No. The world is big enough for pro-goat yeah. noise and anti-goat yeah. noise. Absolutely. Can we, just take a, can we just take a goat noise tangent? Is the goat <laughs> noise thing, like, reply... Uh, specific or is there something cultural about the goat noise thing grace ah okay you know what i actually looked this up at some point to answer somebody on our patreon but then i didn't save it i'm pretty sure it is reply series specific right um but i think it is also like a callback to like earlier television shows um, I think it is a reference. It's a callback to like earlier television, but I don't yes. think that that the earlier television shows had that specific noise. I think yeah. it's a like it's a thing though that moment of awkward or whatever that they're that they're trying to bring uh, attention to, and yeah. that has been done before. Ah, uh, we definitely we've had that in in Hong Kong dramas when I was growing up. So it was more mm -hmm. like a wah, wah sound. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Often and often when yeah, again when it was a bit like awkward or like <laughs> right, yeah, you really showed yourself up there, kind of like moment. Yeah, or like just to pinpoint something. Um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah yeah. Anyway, thanks for thanks for that little alleyway into goat noises. And we're all learning a little bit more, which is fantastic. Um, what was I even talking about? Oh, 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 um, oh, so rain or shine. shine, yes, rain or shine. Yeah. I love it, you know, uh, tragedy, sweet romance, damaged yes. characters mm. who heal each other. Give come on, mm -hmm. I want it all. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, I'm switching gears for my number three, which is airs. I yes. love airs. Mm. Is it terrible? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> It is it's so uh, enjoyable, I, but it's so have enjoyable. You seen, have you seen it, Grace? You've seen Airs? Yeah, I have. I've seen. I it, haven't yeah. seen. I haven't seen Airs. Yeah. So now oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait for Katie to sell it to me because well, I. Well, you're gonna have to because well, first of all, my, I mean, okay, yeah. it's it, it. I put it in the doc when we were talking about this. I identified this as the schlocky, soapy, and tropey like, bucket like, of things that I, I like. I like that category, right? <laughs> 
it is, I mean, yes, this, where others might seek like a fluffy kind of rom-com as a palate cleanser, this is the kind yeah. of drama that I go for. It is campy, it is dated, and it is funny. You can't tell me that Ayers was not intended to be funny. Because it is like a hyped up teenage emotion, all of those stare downs where they do the fake freeze frame, where they just don't I mean, move and honestly, glare at each I, other. I, I I actually suspect that it wasn't meant to be funny. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I see what you mean. I am going to I, say this is a teen, this is a drama for teens, for the young uh-huh. people. Um, they knew what they were doing. They they did not they they were not under the false premise that this was subtle, or that this was like a delicate right. character study. So, yeah. um, I am going to apologize for any offense that I may have caused to the creators of Airs. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I love the costumes. I love the hair, um, and it has got as we all know, like the best, the king of the bad boys with a heart of gold gone good or getting better. Which you know, mm-hmm. I I will I'm ride or die for Che Young Do. I love him so much, and um, <laughs> the fact that his hairstyle is presented as like the barometer of his changing character, with the mm. slicked back hair when he's evil, and then like the soft, <laughs> gentle bangs when he becomes better. That is beautiful, <laughs> and and I love it. And I I you know, ridiculous and wonderful. Airs. <sighs> Sarah, watch airs. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm kind of sold. I'm kind of sold. You did a good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number four is very different. Uh, my number four is a drama that I cannot shut up about that I just saw this year. Um, and it is Secret Love Affair. It is older. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem to be streaming legitimately anywhere for whatever oh. reason. I haven't, I haven't heard of this drama. Yeah, me neither. It is, um, it's by the same writer as uh, One Spring Night and Something in the Rain. (laughs) That's Grace out then. (laughs) So Grace is out. So Grace is out. I'm sorry about Grace, that. Sorry. Sarah, but you're one... like semi out though, aren't you? I, didn't no, you no, really... I, no. I love, I love One Spring Night though. That is one of my favorite dramas. It's one of my five to know you dramas. One oh, Spring okay. Night is. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the end of something in the rain but i did enjoy the magic at the beginning so magic at the Mm. beginning well this goes in my bucket of difficult dramas or you know to be a little bit more more of a jerk about it my like grown person drama it's challenging content it is it is characters do some bad things you're thinking is it okay for me to like this this is about an affair a secret love affair between a twenty a twenty year old piano prodigy who's like a, like a and his married forty something teacher. Oh. oh 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 wait I do know this drama it's um yeah. with you it's you you are in right is yes the it is piano pro- I oh, love, yes, it love is. you you love you are in so yeah. do I I love him so much and. I would talk about him more, but it makes me too sad right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, I know. Because he, yeah, he's doing that drug scandal or whatever. And, yeah, yeah, it's real so. bad. But this is this drama. I loved it so much, um, and I 
you know, I could have put like my liberation notes on this in this spot. I could have put lost in this spot. I mean, these are mm. dramas that are a bit slow. And, you know, again, as, as I said, it's like this is problematic content in a way, you know, is shouldn't mm -hmm. should Mr. Goo be such a drunk? Is it OK to watch and root for this guy who's such an alcoholic and this? You know, this is a bad thing these people are doing. This is yeah. a this is a for, mm -hmm. this woman is tw at least twenty years older than this boy. Mm, and he's yeah. definitely a boy. Like he plays it like a teenager. Um, mm. But you know, it is over the top romantic in this idea that, or its belief in this in the transformative power of connection and love and art and. I mean, I just like I am a fan of John Cassavetes, who is like this is me being like the weird indie movie person. John Cassavetes could have written this and directed this. It is that kind mm. of drama. And so if that means anything to you listening, if you like like John <laughs> Cassavetes, please try to find this. Uh, I'm not telling you to watch it illegally, but um, you know, if you're willing to um, you know, through measures uh, watch it. I recommend it very much. <laughs> um, okay, that's enough about that. Um, and my finally number five, I just put Healer because, like, it's perfection, right? Healer is. is perfection. And I think, yeah. I mean, we all, I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't like it, but in the way that it is the classic K drama and this, in the fact that it meshes all the genres and it gives us so much mystery and intrigue and action and trauma mm -hmm. and healing and just a sweet, sweet love story. Um, and yeah. my pick for 2023 drama of the year is kind of in the same mode, something that gives mm. us a, a lot of everything. That's yeah. my little, like, Your teaser. teaser. I like That's my it. teaser. teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so th those are my five. That's a, that's awesome. a great list. Yeah, I yeah. like that. There's real breadth there. I love, mm -hmm. I know Grace loves our blues as well, don't you? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I actually I only saw that this year, so um, it's obviously not a Same. 2023 drama, but I actually only saw it this year, and I waited mm -hmm. till I was in the right mood for it because I kind of knew that it was that I would enjoy it definitely if I was in the right mood. And then when I got in the right, right. mood for it, it was just mm -hmm. like, oh! yeah. and I just, oh, I got to the end of it, and I was just, I was my whole face was puffy. I was so, the ending just had me. I know. Bits. Now that was totally. a perfect ending, yeah. Just yeah. everything comes together, and I mean, I'm so dehydrated and wrung out after after that. But yeah. it was it right. was it, just beautiful stuff. So, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, oh, you asked yeah. me about my ultimate bias, and ah, I'm just gonna yes. I'm just going to cop out and say and say Ji uh, Changwook because we all love him. Um, and you know, once you imprint on healer there's really no way out like you'll find yourself watching the sound yeah. of magic all the way through <laughs> you'll find yourself <laughs> watching i watched empress key all the way through what's wow. empress key all the way through 52 wow. episodes or maybe 50 that, or 51 probably 51 it was a weird that is, number that is commitment and uh -huh. was, oof, boy how was okay. it grace if you watched empress key I haven't. I uh, I think I tried the first episode and I wasn't feeling it. So I said, um, I'll get back to this later and I haven't gotten back to it. <laughs> I, I get that. It reminds me of those like BBC 
masterpiece theaters from the 70s where it looks uh-huh. like everyone is just on a big sound stage right and right right like it's on un- it's like unheated and you can see people's breath even on the interior <laughs> things there's a lot of satin involved like a lot of satin <laughs> costumes um but there's also a scene where our little petulant king ji chaok like there's a uh-huh. there's a he's taking a bath in this like tubs covered in rose petals and he's hiding the empress key who's like a concubine at this point i don't know it's very complicated it goes on and on um i need to start a support group for those of us who have finished it um but yeah so there we go there's my bias now i have so many but i'm just going to say him it's a good choice it's a solid good choice it's solid right like i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here you know (laughs) So as this is our year-end review, we also Mm. thought it would be fun to chat through 2023 as a drama year for you as a whole. So as a whole, has it been good, bad, indifferent? Did you watch a lot of 2023 dramas or did you mainly dip into pre-2023 dramas? I would say that this this was a good year for me, but not it was good mostly because I watched older dramas. I think that right. the 2023 ones, I, I made an effort this year actually to try to watch some more, but I am still, I'm still a newbie at K-dramas, quite honestly. It's only been, what, two or three years now? And so there's yeah. so much that's so good still to mm-hmm. discover. And when people right. talk about these shows, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I mean, I've got to catch up, but I, I made an effort and I, I counted and I started 14 new dramas 2023 dramas this year I think I finished 10 or 11 of them and um, I experienced that deflation this is my first like real like watching live and making an effort to and I experienced that deflation of oh it's so good it's so good and then it just sort of falls apart Um, Mm. my lovely liar I am looking at you (laughs) yeah I feel you on my lovely liar it started so well didn't it I was really Yeah, I remember because Megan, um, so Afternoon uh, Delight, Megan came to um, the UK and I remember we went out for, you know, a, a night and I was like, you have to watch My Lovely Liar. It's so amazing. It's so good <laughs> because like it was episode six, I think, at the time when I was watching it. And then mm-hmm. um, she went off and then obviously we all carried on watching. I was like, oh, God, now I feel like regret <laughs> kind of like telling her to watch. <laughs> you were telling the truth at the time. Well, yeah. true. You were being honest. And Sarah, I remember when when we met last or this past spring, I had just watched The Red Sleeve and I was gushing about it. And you who had watched it live were like, nah, it betrayed me. Screw that drama. (laughs) (laughs) And now I understand kind of maybe where you were coming from, because once you think you've got it and then it turns on you and it's not this thing that you thought it was, I I can get the the resentment there and the bad feelings. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, so I, I do often wonder what it would feel like if I had watched the Red Sleeve, knowing what I know about the Red Sleeve now. Like, would it hit differently? Um, yeah. So yeah, mm. yeah. We still have not yet got Leah watching it, but she says she will. So we'll see. We wait another year. <laughs> we wait another year. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I guess I mean it wasn't like my lovely liar was not the worst thing that I finished. In. Actually, you know what? I didn't even finish it. <gasps> I still haven't watched the last episode of My Lovely Liar. Oh, oh you haven't? Man. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess I've only finished nine or ten rather than ten or eleven. <laughs> uh, but like, I finished, I watched Black Knight. I mean, uh, I watched all of that. 
it was terrible it was terrible but i watched it because it was only six episodes but um but yeah so so it was it was you know some good some bad but a lot most of my 2023 dramas were were kind of meh um and there's some Mm. great ones that i that i know that i would I think that I would love that I haven't gotten to chiefly call it love. Mm-hmm. I think sound from what I've heard described, it's exactly my kind of drama. It is like exactly your kind of drama. drama. Yeah. It's yeah. so your drama. I think. Yes. Uh, I'll get yes. there. Like I'm, maybe I can still fit it in this year. And then you I could. can yeah. say, I can that. say that I, think... I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it goes really quickly. So it's actually, it has a nice, I will talk about it in my section a bit more probably, but um, given that it's kind of, it feels like it's a slow build melodrama kind of romance, it actually goes really quickly. So I remember watching it. Uh, I remember people were going on a uh, really, really, really rooting for it. So I kind of started it when I think it was currently airing at episode 10. So I thought, oh, I've got ages to go to kind of binge watch it to catch up with everybody and then before I knew it I was like this what hang on there's no more episodes <laughs> I was like I wanted to be here for another three hours like how are we already up to date so yeah it happened really quickly for me yeah. so yeah yeah definitely call it love that one is on Hulu I think is that on Hulu it's on Hulu yeah it's one there of the so ones many... that... yeah. yeah it's there's one so of many the... platforms now and Sorry, this I is it's on, no, you're right. Um, but it, it's this is on one of the platforms that does that thing where they do the the closed captioning and tell you that the music is sad or you know or that people uh, are chuckling dryly and it's like I see them chuckling. I can hear them chuckling. <laughs> I would like two audio tracks, please. Let people have their descriptive captions if they need them. But I don't want. I don't need them anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's my drama year, I I guess. I I'm trying to think of other things I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, of course, I I loved a lot, and this probably should be cut because I'm just rambling. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, we'll cut we'll cut whatever <laughs> needs to be cut. Yeah. So, um, given that it was kind of a meh uh, year drama year for you, um. Who uh, for you was the standout performance of 2023? Um, it can be male or female, uh, like a lead or a side character. Um, it was. It could even come from a drama that wasn't your favorite, um, but it was the performance of the year for you. Okay. I thought a lot about this now. And um, I have runners up or people that I know are deserving of everything and I think probably <laughs> will win a lot of awards, um, chiefly being um, Namkun Min of My Dearest, who is undeniable, mm. undeniable, just tremendous. Also, uh, Ahn Jin from, from My Dearest, too, yes. the co-star. She became so, she's become so great, really the best part of, well, not the best part. I think we know what the best part of part two of My Dearest is. Um, it involves you know, this, these past couple of episodes, when our couple is finally in the same room together for more than 10 minutes, but she was great. And I have to shout out to my ultimate bias, apparently, Ji uh, Chanok in, uh, in The Worst of Evil, which is a show that I really enjoyed and thought was really interesting. And mm. he just deserves tons of credit and tons of praise, I think, for just a different kind of performance than what we've seen from him in the past. A lot more mature, I think. He's not trying to be sort of boyish and appealing and vulnerable, which are great strengths that he has. But it, I just mm-hmm. like seeing that he has this other gear he can go into. And I think 
I, nice. I just feel very good about his future as an actor. I think this is going to open a lot of doors for him. So I'm excited about that. Um, I also liked, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the, the name of the female lead in Crash Course in Romance. John oh, Do-yeon. John Do-yeon, yeah. John Do-yeon, yeah. yeah. Mm. She's terrific in everything. She's one of my favorite actresses, I think. And she was great mm-hmm. in that, in a drama that was not all that, had great points, I think, but that was not my favorite. But, right. but <laughs> I had to decide. And because I knew that I wanted to talk about this actor, and I, I'm pretty sure that y'all are with me on this. Uh-huh. My, my pick of the year is uh, Che Hanuk as Ha Yi-chan in Twinkling Watermelon. Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. This this is a first this is a great well-written character. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to get that out right of the way first. I mean, it's a supremely lovable kind of character, sort of this ideal high school boyfriend, this ideal friend and grandson and as good as the writing was, it was just totally enhanced by this performance which was so alive and warm and lived in and just mm-hmm. fun to watch you know yes yes and, you know we we mentioned you in earlier in this and I got to say that as far as like an acting kind of performance he sort of reminds me of you in and that he's very physical oh. and that just he is very good at like facial expressions sort of small mm-hmm. facial expressions and line readings and just sort of Everything that he does makes me interested and I want to watch what he's doing next. He makes scenes mm-hmm. surprising and brings this unpredictable kind of energy, which, you know, in K-dramas, we sometimes have a lot of acting that seems like you were definitely trained up by your management company or some somehow to sort of give this nice sort of contained performance. And mm-hmm. this guy is like a wild card. Like, I don't know what he's going to do whenever he shows up, but it's always something that I want to see. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then this char- yeah. the character is sort of this sort of kinetic tornado sort of lively mm-hmm. person. But he And so he does that well, but he also is able to tone it down and give us those really sort of contemplative and quiet and emotional. Like when he's falling in love in this drama, you guys, the scene with like, there's the little kitten. He's got the leaves oh, in his hair for kitten. some reason. The kitten. Oh my yeah. god! And I was yeah. like, this. I'm like, oh my god. You know, this like crazy energetic, like Tigger character has just been sort of calmed down to this little kitten in this romance with this lovely yes. young woman. So yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that this guy that 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 Chanuk has got talent and charisma enough to be a huge star and i think that this is going to be like a a watermark in his career because this this one shows off all that he can do yeah Um, and i haven't seen all of his prior work like i haven't seen rocket boys for instance he's so good and and, and, and rocket boys i mean he i mean he's not he's a side character and he is good Mm. in that but i i'm just he just chooses great projects i don't know how a 21 year old has such good taste but i feel like everything i've seen him in like 25 21 yeah. racket boys um etc like every time he shows up i'm like oh he's good and this yeah. is this is a good drama <laughs> yeah yeah oh, and now uh, what is it week week hero week hero class yeah oh yeah. right so that was good Gavin's in that. favorite right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, Ga- and like, he's gavin loved that and i was a bit like i don't know if i can 
because I don't love loads of violence. So I was a bit like, and bully, yeah. bully, bully dramas. But for him, I think I might pick it up because, um, yeah. Yeah. Will it help yeah. if I tell you that he is the moral compass of that show? Like his character <laughs> is, incre- it's an, another incredible character that he's picked. So, you know, hats off to him and his advisors and management team or whoever is helping him do these things because he's got to have help because he's so young right he's so young so young he's so, so young. young and not not like Percy playing young he's literally young right. <laughs> literally 21 <laughs> literally 21 years old yeah and, yeah. Crazy. and crazy I, I'm just going to go and, and put this on record like he's not I also like that he's not like for a pretty boy he's sort of yes. like he's yeah. he's attractive he's cute enough yeah, yeah. And, and call me crazy but he remind like his looks remind me of a less angular young Hyunbin. Like I think he could maybe mm. like squint your eyes, think about it. <laughs> I maybe I am, I am crazy. I am. It's it's not it's not one to one, but there's something about him that reminds me of that. Because yeah. I like I watched Samsung this year. I watched some some young Hyun Bin, and uh, you know he looks right. much handsomer now. Anyway, this is my prediction <laughs> that in ten or fifteen years, in addition to being a very fine actor, uh, Chanuk is going to be um, smoking hot. Let's hope. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's. I mean, I. Do you know what? I think he's got such swagger as a lead singer as well like I think he did in 2521 since so he was he played that in 2521 as well but mm-hmm. in this one he really brought it to the role and I was just like this mm-hmm. is yeah he's so good he's so good yeah yeah so I think we're gonna da-na-na, drum roll go on to your ultimate drama of 2023 for you well that is just to segues right into the fact that my ultimate drama of the year, again, you know, I watched a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, I, I regret call- some things that I missed. I, I'm loving, although I'm frustrated by my dearest. And that was a runner up for me. Um, love to hate you. Tons of fun. I enjoyed that. I said I enjoyed like and admired the kind of hard-boiled kick in the teeth that was worst of evil like that was good stuff but twinkling watermelon i mean it just finished last Yay. night my, my 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 thoughts about it have not yet coalesced into anything particularly coherent <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's i i loved it i loved it it was it's not a perfect drama but it's a near perfect drama to me mm-hmm. and uh it just it sort of gave me everything that i want in a k drama yeah same and i okay let's talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so we all watched this drama right mm-hmm. yeah grace yep. grace loved it like how spoilery yes. are we getting here um let's not get too spoilery i mean actually you know i mean and and it might be some recency bias but also for me this is exactly my jam the Mm. the time travel we're in the 90s so there's some nostalgia it's like um you know like high school kids and coming of age and like finding themselves you know and stuff like that And so, like, this is so much my jam already. And then the execution, the pacing of it was was perfect. There was not a slow moment. There was stuff happening that was necessary the whole time, you know. And I just, I, and and the characters were wonderful. Um, yeah. Not just not just uh, Che Hyun Hyunuk, but also um, 
Ryeowun and um, Shin Eun-soo as Cheong-ha and Seol In-ha as um, Sae-kyung. Like those, like those four were really good, and all of the supporting cast was really good. And you wanted to like spend, you know, more time with them and stuff. So, I mean, Squad. now you jump in because I'm just going yeah. on. <laughs> no, it's Sarah. true. Like it's so true. I mean, I think for me, 2023 was the drama. It was the year that solidified the fact that this is a very specific K drama trope that I didn't know that I loved, which is time travel, family, second chances. Yes. you know that whole yes. that whole thing yes. that whole thing like i've always loved back to the future i just didn't know it was an actual trope so like that whole thing so this year has been so i watched uh, grace and i both watched um again um perhaps not legally again. actually no i watched it legally i was in asia um maybe not grace <laughs> sorry 18, i mean yes. 18 again so 18 I again sh- which is um of of the same ilk so it's time travel family second chances Mm-hmm. Um, but more with the romance bent, I guess. But it also has uh, Rion in, in it as well. So I, it's like I've only really? seen him. In, I've only seen him in two yes. tra- travel, uh, two dramas, and he's in both of them. The time travel, and then the other one was My Perfect Stranger, which I really, really, really liked this year. Uh, and again, that was probably a more serious one, and also wrapped in a murder mystery, um, mm. but still really made me cry because of its family second chances. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So yeah, I did not know that I love this trope, but I do, and I think Twinkling Watermelon was the best of them all. I think it really hit it out the park for all. I think what what really what really got to me was it was a bit one of those things where I I I kind of came into the drama, and because of the way it's marketed and the the way the posters look, so I didn't expect a lot of this drama. I just thought it might right. be a fun drama. I picked it up because I thought it was going to be a fun drama. Mm-hmm. And then two episodes of backstory that make me cry just made me think, okay, this is not this is not the drama <laughs> I thought it was going to be, but it's so good. And yes. then it hits like another level when it goes back in time because then it becomes the drama that you think, oh, okay, but this is what I thought the poster was giving me. But it's so much more layered and emotional. And mm-hmm. it just kept constantly surprising me. Like I kept thinking, mm. why am I so surprised this drama is so good? But I am. I am surprised, <laughs> like constantly. And there were also, so many balls in the air and they yeah. and they just didn't drop anything. No, no. Yeah. And all the way along, we were all just guessing. Like I was just like, I don't know where this is going and I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm just, I feel like I'm in safe hands because that's the other thing, right? With yeah. dramas. Mm-hmm. I think now we've watched enough, you know when the writers know what they're doing and you can kind of sit back and relax a bit because there are other dramas where like, you could screw this up at any moment now and really ruin it for me. <laughs> My lovely liar. Um, but with Twinkling Watermelon it was like no I'm in safe hands I know I know they're gonna they know what they're doing and they know how this is Mm -hmm. gonna end and they're gonna land it and they completely totally did and they did and I cried my eyes out and like if you could if you could heal your intergenerational trauma wouldn't you want to if you can save <laughs> if you can save your parents from illness and injury and emotional pain wouldn't you want to oh my god so my heart oh. <laughs> yeah so good, so good. Yeah. and i'm so glad I, that you yeah. mentioned all of the other performers in this as well grace because everybody was so good again the writing was wonderful and everyone just sort of 
these were very vivid characters. They were not just sort of taking up space. They were not like the, the you know, the, the secondary lead, the, you know, the main lead, the love interest, and they get together because they're pretty people of the same age in proximity, which is sometimes what seems to happen. But the, both of these couples that we got, they made so much sense together, mm-hmm. which is just something, it's like a luxury that when we get it, I'm so grateful for it so true they had great chemistry as well so I think also with the two leads you got two different types of love story as well Uh um so two different types and and they did them both really well but the whole cast had great chemistry but the couples themselves had good chemistry and yeah it was it was so good I mean literally my only complaint which me and Grace have been debating today was that I just wanted more (laughs) that's it I just (laughs) exactly I don't know that they did they I did want, they not yeah. I mean I know they probably plotted out how it was going to go but right. I think they sort of underestimated how much we were all going to fall in love with some of these characters in the past mm-hmm, and yeah. you know our protagonist was great but my my main emotional investment was in the romance of our protagonist's parents when they were young yeah. and mm-hmm. I I want that I want that special episode do they do Christmas episodes? Do they do special episodes? I want the special episode that will take us from where we left it when we left 1995 to what happened to those people before we meet them again in 2023. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But they but they apparently I mean, went to Gallia Dead in, in uh, DC, which is I know, local yeah. to me. So good for them. We could have run into each other in the late 90s. I would have been around. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I was, um, I was so excited when they said that, <laughs> because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, because I went to law school in DC. And so oh. I, and I took the red line a lot. So I was like, oh, my goodness, we, I, we went by like, I went by that um, stop, like, you know, every single day. <laughs> yeah. So. So Twinkling Watermelon, everybody watch it if you haven't. It's great. Yes, it's really good. And, and, you know, like as much as I wanted more, like I did also appreciate that they left it open enough that they gave us enough that we could imagine and we can fill in all of that, what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And they left it open enough that like, you know, yeah, you can, you can, you can imagine what happens. And even though I want to see it with these particular actors being as incredible as they are, like, it wasn't like, I have no idea. You know, like, I feel like I've, I'm left hanging. It wasn't like that. It was just, you know, you just fell in love with everyone and wanted to spend more time with them. Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. They, they still absolutely landed the ending. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And gave us this big warm message about being present in your own life yes. and playing yeah. the cards that you're dealt and not giving into despair and like knowing right. the value of love. Oh, gosh, you guys. Is, yeah. is, is, is Western TV going to give me this? I don't know. Not, not recently. They're just don't all so, I know. I don't feel so assured. You're right. <laughs> I don't feel so assured. Ah, so then we decided uh, to give our guests free reign to create their own drama award. Uh, and this can be as serious or silly as you like. Um, so we, um, yeah, we kind of put this challenge to our guests. So, Katie, what award have you decided to give and to whom or what have you decided to give it to? Well, this one was an easy one for me. Right. My special award goes to Miracle Workers of the Year. And the Miracle Workers of the Year are Juno and Yuna in King the Land because the two of them (laughs) 
made that garbage drama <laughs> my <laughs> summer obsession. I loved that drama, even though I knew, well, at first I wanted to believe that it was more than it was because I like to sort of overanalyze and read in and like, like, okay, maybe they're, maybe they're making an important point here about this. And this is a social, you know, social justice issue they're bringing up. No, no, it was a <laughs> ramshackle sketched in thing. And I worked hard to find a deeper value and more complex themes, but come on. No, yeah. uh, you know, was there a plot? Barely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> scenarios were implausible. There were no conflicts. The dialogue, unmemorable. There were no themes. These characters were thin and ridiculous. And the product placement was hilariously shameless. And I loved every single minute of it because of our Miracle Workers of the Year, Juno and Yuna, who had that. This, this is like star power on display. The chemistry that they had made none of the things that was bad about that show mattered. And they just sort of, I sort of like cruised along on this like fuzzed out gentle intimacy thing that they were doing where they were like touching whenever they could and making eye contact and like kissing way more than K-drama characters ever do. And, you know, generating ire from readers all over the place or people who were saying like, they're kissing too much in this drama. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Really? <laughs> like, this is the only thing That's good not... in this drama is watching them. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. it was very dumb and I kept watching it and I absolutely, thoroughly, legitimately enjoyed it. And there it is. And that's America. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I love that award. Oh. That is great. I mean, I will say Junho, he just brought everything to that role, right? He committed yeah. to that role and all of its silliness, as you've just very eloquently um, explained. And he committed, right? It was just like, yeah. I'm in Thailand. I'm going to spend an entire episode on a tourist infomercial, but I'm going to bloody, <laughs> right? I'm going to bloody do it. I'm going to be in the character and we're, you know, we're going to commit to this. Like, so, who was yeah. that character? I have no idea. Like, what was that character's inner life? No idea. Did I care? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. But I do want to go to, I want to go to Thailand. I totally yes. want to go to Thailand. So that worked. You know, <laughs> and you, the funniest, the funniest thing about that Thailand episode, I feel like, um, so for those of you not lucky enough to have enjoyed King the Land this year, um, <laughs> basically episode, I think it's 12 or 13. I can't remember which one they go on some, for some random reason, which they make up, they, they go all go to Thailand. So not only the mainly couple, but like they're kind of like the, the crew, the squad, the whole squad goes to Thailand. And the first thing they do, which is kind of like, um, almost like this drama knows that it's taking the pee out of itself. They go to this noodle store in Thailand that serves, of all things, Vietnamese noodles. And um, <laughs> one of the characters actually says, why are we eating Vietnamese noodles in Thailand? And I'm like, exactly. It just says it all about this entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. But look at this perfume that I'm spraying. Look at, I mean, this the, the product placement of all kinds, even of Thailand. Yeah. Thailand was a product that was placed. Oh, and yeah. It, it worked, you know, for me, it, it worked. Totally worked. I, I think Thailand Tourist Bureau of Korea absolutely got its money worth for whatever money it paid <laughs> for that infomercial because they really flipping sold it. They really did. I, they really did. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wanted to go to Thailand also. <laughs> Oh, I do um, have one more small, small uh, extra award. This will take no oh, time at all. Oh, and, great. Okay. Um, it's a special award and it is um, best performance by an inanimate object. 
Right. Best performance by an inanimate object. And it is a tie. A tie. It, it is a tie between the tiny red gym shorts worn by Wudawan in Blood Hands and the tiny red gym shorts worn by Yisan Yi in Blood Hounds. And if you know, you know. <laughs> and that is all I will say about that. I mean, is that a performance by an inanimate object or is it? <laughs> I mean, it was an the object was animated. <laughs> right what was happening it's underneath slash their wearers but you know i'm just saying it was it was very impressive um eyes glued to the screen you know riveting riveting performance <laughs> amazing we went over all of the best stuff um what was your underrated drama of the year for 2023 um one that you watched uh, and you feel was so good and not a lot of people are talking about it. Not a lot of people watched it. Um, and why should we watch it? Okay. Uh, my, my underrated drama of the year is one day off. And that is, it's uh, very short. I think it's only eight ha half hour episodes. It's on mm. Vicky and it is about a 40 ish, high school teacher who is played by uh, E. Na Young from mm -hmm. Romance is a Bonus Book. Oh, uh, yeah. And now each episode in this little, each half hour episode is like a self-contained story and it follows her as she takes uh, weekend trips to various destinations throughout Korea. And she eats delicious food and goes to tourist Ooh. spots and like has an interactions with strangers. So it's very slice of life. It has a little mm. whiff of that tourism board uh, co-pro <laughs> in there, just a little bit. Um, there is no explicit romance, but she has like some cute flirtations with people, with a guy that she meets at the Busan Film Festival, for example. Um, and it is just like this very gentle um, tone poem kind of a show, which I think if you like Slice of Life stuff, you would really, really like. And... Mm. Um, I guess it's an extra incentive. Grace, I remember um, in the costuming episode of, of this podcast, you were talking about how characters, like the stars have a sort of maybe have say over the kind of look that they have or how they're styled in shows. I don't know if you remember saying this. Oh, yeah. I no, no. I think that? Gavin may have said that. Oh, Gavin, Gavin said, that. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Gavin. Yes. Yeah, this like this they work with their their own stylists to figure out what they want to wear and things like that. I yeah. think that's what what Ina Young yeah. did in this one because she ah, has okay. has a look in this that is very interesting to me. It reminds me of her kind of very odd looks in Romance as a Bonus Book, which I found fascinating. That is a very interestingly <laughs> costumed drama, by the way. Um, but she has this sort of like quirky, kind of like chic grown up toddler kind of look. That sounds really <laughs> weird when I say that. <laughs> And if I wore those outfits, I would I would definitely look like a toddler. But it works for her, and it is, I just I just thought that it's something else, a little extra thing. If you are into that kind of thing, uh, you will find that in uh, One Day Off as well. So recommended, check it out. Ah, that does okay. sound intriguing. Yeah. yeah, she did have an interesting wardrobe in. Although my main my mom's session from Romance in the Bonus Book wardrobe wise was Lee Jung Suk's coats. Oh yeah. Because they were on another level. Yeah. High fashion. Um, mm. 
Yeah. I want to talk to you about that drama like another time, actually, just because you're in publishing, but we can (laughs) save that for another day. Oh, yeah, that is. um, (laughs) I mean, K-drama and publishing is very, again, I am not in like the fancy high end kind of publishing. I am in trade publishing, which is, but I'm going to tell you that nobody makes, like, they could not let, they could not have those coats if they worked in publishing. <laughs> Who's going to pay for those coats? What do you think their salary is? Come on. Well, he's obviously an academic professor. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very, of course, that's where he makes his millions. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> in academia, such a well-paid profession. Such a well-paid profession, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, like, I feel like, Every Korean drama has amazing, like it that's set in winter has amazing coats, and most of the characters who are wearing the amazing coats definitely could not afford those amazing coats. Like okay. one, for example, is in "I Am Not a Robot." You know this this girl, you know the female lead. She's she's selling her like identity <laughs> or like being a robot, pretending to be a robot for like ten thousand dollars, but her coats you can tell are each a few thousand dollars. <laughs> so you're like, mm, I don't know. Like this looks like real fur that's on your like hood. And like that. I mm. yeah. yeah. So I have noticed I, the same thing. Like, I, like <laughs> again, I love rain or shine and you know, I love Juno, but uh, this character is like the scrappy down and out guy who's like scraping by and I'm, um, he has like a, a very large winter coat wardrobe for a guy who is mm-hmm. just yep. scraping by. I'm like, yeah. oh, another coat? Oh, and, oh, this one's got a very nice hood. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But apparently yeah. it gets all stored in that one pokey room that he lived in. Yeah, yeah. in the hostel, he, right? Yeah. Like he, he budgeted for coats and not for housing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Mm. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for all of that, Katie. So we have a final question for you. What are you manifesting in 2024? What do you want K-Drama Land to give you if you could wave a magic wand and give you the drama of your dreams? I'm wary of these kinds of questions because I just don't want to mess up <laughs> the universe. Like the universe is going to do what it's going to do. And I feel I feel weird about saying something and like speaking it into existence because, you know, there's always a, there's always a catch. Right. Um, so I don't have anything specific, like a specific plot that I'm looking for or a specific kind of trope that I want, like, you know, time travel, family healing kind of thing. Um, I guess, you know, we had a lot of those sort of fantasy inflected shows this year in 2023. And that is not generally my favorite drama. So I just think, I guess what I want in 2024 is, is just lots of options for quieter dramas. And I want something I'd like, give me more slice of life in 2022. We had my liberation notes and our blues. Mm-hmm. In one year, they, I think they aired at the same time. So that's yeah. kind of what I want. I'd like to get back to the some more grounded things, but mostly I just want something that comes along that I'm not expecting that is going to surprise me. Like, you know, will I watch this genie show with Kim Ubin and Susie? I mean, that is what I said I didn't want. Will I watch it? Yes, I will watch it. <laughs> but I want something just to come out of left field and surprise me. And it's like surprise us all and be like, where did this come from? Uh, maybe a new writer, maybe new actors, just something new that is going to sweep us away. That's what I really want. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I always love the the slice of life and the, the kind of, I mean, I guess the slice of life dramas are a little quieter. Um, but yeah, 
I, I would love that too. Quieter, um, unless they have the goat noises. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those moments, yeah. Which I, I mean, respect. but I, I, you know, I appreciate that that kind of humor. So I mean, that <laughs> that doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, but um, so alongside our guests, um, we thought it would be good for us to do our own versions of these questions. So I'm going to ask Sarah. Um, Sarah, how has your 2023 drama year been? Good. So actually, especially in comparison to 2022, which probably for me was a bit of a meh year, um, it got saved by Love Between Fairy and Devil, which I watched at the end of 2022, and it became my drama of the year. So it got salvaged a little bit by that, but but it was kind of a meh year for me. Um, so I'm a kind of K-drama watch that always makes lists. I'm a real list person, and I do it throughout the year of what I'm watching, what I've completed, what I've dropped. So I've got stats. So don't like be all, you know, thinking I'm weird being a stato because that's kind of like how I am. <laughs> so uh, in case you are also list-driven, I'm on my drama list under at Cambridge Drama List if you ever want to check out my list and see my ratings and see what I'm watching now because I keep it up to date like all the time. So for 2023, I counted up, I watched 53 K-content shows. So that includes K-dramas, K-movies, uh, Asian, uh, Chinese dramas as well, and Thai uh, and other BLs uh, and reality shows. I dropped wow. some. Some of them were pre-2022 <laughs> three dramas. Of the 53, 23 were 2023 dramas. So that's probably the most I've ever watched of like currently airing dramas in one year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the ones I dropped. So I dropped because I really want to apologize to the actors because I love pretty much all the actors. It really <laughs> wasn't them. It was the show. So Kokdu season of Deity was my first drop of the year. So I'm sorry, Kim Jong-un. I really love you, but that it just didn't <laughs> um, Sound of Music, similarly, again, obviously, I love Ji Chang-wook, but pretty much the same reason as the Nunas. I just couldn't. It was only six episodes, but I was on episode three going like, <laughs> oh God, like I've now got to spend like another three hours of my life. And I was just like, no, no, no. I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. Just going to let but, it go. But, but <laughs> who will weep for the parrot? I'm left alone <laughs> to weep for that poor murdered parrot. <laughs> There you were probably didn't need show. to see that. You didn't need to you see know, it. There were, there uh, were that's true. That and I but respect outside, that. Outside of a little afternoon of bubble, there are loads of people who love that show. So, you know, <laughs> there it will it will carry on in its in its and I did go to Yongma Land as well. So I feel like I paid homage to that, to that, to that kind of that um that carousel there. So yeah. Um then I dropped Dr. Romantic. So sorry. Yunyun Suk and So Hun Jin, who I absolutely love, but there's just such. Have you guys watched this? It's such a shouty drama. <laughs> like it was giving oh, me. No. Headache. Is yeah. is this is this the one that has like three seasons? Dr. Yes, Roman. they did. So the reason I okay. started it was because Doctor Romantic Two has always looked quite fun for me. So it's An An Ho Sup, who I always struggle to say his name. So An Ho Sup and. Your sup, thank you. Yeah. And um female lead from weightlifting fairy Kim Botju, who was amazing in Call It Love earlier this year. Oh, oh yeah. Shoot. Um uh, So Hyunjin? No no uh, Lee Sung -kyung. Uh, e oh no is uh Song Hyung. Yeah, Lee Sung Kyung. Yes. So um it stars them, but in season one, it's actually Yoon Suk and uh, So Hyun Jin. Uh, and then Dr. Romantic 3, 
brings back An Hyosup and Lee Sung Kyung. So people were getting excited for Doctor Romantic three, like massively on my socials. And I thought, oh, I might go back to Doctor Romantic one, just start from the beginning, see if I like it. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I couldn't. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. Um, the Untamed, which is a 50 episode long sea drama that we're gonna cover oh. on Afternoon Us ND. Um, I had to apologize to Jay and Francie, who are my co-hosts on that pod. Um, I was like, I gave it 15 episodes, but I just, which is longer than I give most dramas, to be honest. But mm-hmm. because I, we were doing it for the pod, I was like, I'm going to carry on. But at 15, I was like, I have so long to go. <laughs> I have so long to go. I'm only on 15 and it gets to 50. I was like, I just couldn't. So I had to, mm-hmm. I, I kind of played my joker and said, I'm not, I'm not doing it. But we're still doing an episode. It's just not going to be with me dampening the untamed <laughs> vampires there's a massive fandom out there for the untamed so if you're one of them I'm, I'm not you know not dissing you it just wasn't for me then i have a double sorry for raroon because i dropped not only destined with you but also the matchmakers <laughs> and i love you raroon i love you but just was not i think for me it's the humor for both of those dramas just was i'm just not in the mood for that that kind of humor i think it's nothing wrong yeah. with the dramas themselves i'm sure so that was my little recap of my 2023 year it's been a great year for me yeah awesome and and what was your standout performance of the year so I do really agree with you Katie on sorry shoot (laughs) now I'm like what was his name again (laughs) okay thank you um so he was a stand up, but probably I really had to sit myself down and ask myself, am I am I choosing this person because he's my bias um, or whether because he's genuinely very good? And I decided that actually it's not just my bias, but it's for EJ in, in Taxi Driver 2. So mm. have you either of you guys watched Taxi Driver? No, I am going to sell no. you. Drama, so, no, so I really want to, though. You, yeah, I, mean, I, so, I wanted to before, but. Then, you know, I just realized that everything Che Hyunuk is in has been good. So this has to be good, like, like really good, too. And I oh, yeah, know I, it was yeah. on my list because you wrecked it before. But still, now it's like higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. So he's so he's not in it for it. He's so basically Taxi Driver 2 is so Taxi Driver 1 and Taxi Driver 2 is a vigilante drama. And it's very mm-hmm. vignette. And right. one of the reasons I love it is because everything is so flipping Korean drama extreme in terms mm-hmm. of the things that he is trying he is trying to avenge for and the justice he's trying to get but mm-hmm. then the crazy thing is that they're based on real life korean stories so you mm-hmm. get to the end of these some of these are batshit some of them are really emotionally awful and some of them are like just mind blowing and then all the time you're like this actually happened like this actually happened it's crazy right. um the burning um, sun scandal was one yes. of the vignettes right it's yes. one of the vignettes in Taxi Driver mm. 2. Yeah. But what made it the stand-up performance for me is that this drama, so this is the other the other thing, other than I realize I love time drama, dra- time travel dramas. I also really love, I always loved the face in the A-Team. And the reason <laughs> I love the face in the A-Team is because I really like a man who's like, and I also love um, oh God, what's his name? From the Americans. The spy oh, lead of oh. that. Reese, what's his name? Matthew Reese. Yes, Matthew Reese. Ah. Reese. I also love Matthew Reese 
in that drama for the same reason. So like a, a, a guy that can play any character and be anything and dress up and be so completely convincing as that character. Does he wear wigs? Yeah. The whole wigs? Oh, this is got the whole shebang. <laughs> Mention that it's got wigs and I'm on board. <laughs> the whole shebang, right? So he plays Kim Doggy, which is he's a really closed, quiet character with a tragic backstory. Uh, mm. And you don't really know him very well. He keeps himself to himself. Um, but then he's plays like literally every every draw every kind of character under the sun so he's like a charming like playboy who charms this um kind of chinese like gambler lady villain and then he plays like a complete farmer boy with a really farmer accent literally in like denim dungarees and he's very believable and then he plays this complete <laughs> ingenue that has like no idea and is going to be cheated by this property like developer swindler person and it's so every persona he's just so believable mm. and um you just fall in love with every facet of him and he's just so and then and then you have the classic k-drama where he basically fights like endless swarms of baddies yeah like endless yes. like 20 30 40 you know i think they got like they keep upping it every time and he just <laughs> beats them all. he beats them and all is is he like as fit as he was in move to heaven yeah in more than, even oh more my than. gosh so taxi driver <laughs> two starts <laughs> If you want to check out my Instagram reels, I did a reel on it. Like, in, Taxi Driver 2 starts with him in prison um, because we don't know what will happen. Like, they jump between Taxi Driver 1 and Taxi Driver 2. But he starts in prison and he's doing pull-ups in prison <laughs> with a crazy wig, Katie, like a crazy mop <laughs> of a wig. Prison like push-ups plus crazy wig. Come on. Oh, Everyone's on Yeah. Okay. You're so all on board, right. I, well, and I I didn't realize that Lee Jae-hoon was the lead in Taxi Driver. And I mean, it's not that I didn't realize. It's just that I only recently watched Move to Heaven. Yes. So then when you mentioned it before, I was like, well, whatever. But now I'm like, oh, my now God. Now you're on board. <laughs> now you're on board. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. looked him up on Asian totally. Wiki. I have not yep. seen anything this man has been in. Oh, oh Katie, you have to watch Move to Heaven. Watch I Move have to watch to Move to Heaven. He was he, oh, We please. have the same birthday, so we are... Somehow, it's it's meant to be astrological, naturally yes, de destined to be. That's some okay. kind of inyon. <laughs> That's some kind of fate you have to say for I I have to. Yeah. Wow. He's so, he is so good. Um. So it's not it's not a romance, but there is also something for us to ship. So for those of us who and and you know what else, Taxi Driver Three has been confirmed. <gasps> It is happening. Right. The Taxi Driver 2 really, really, really smashed the ratings in Korea. It was one of the highest mm. rating dramas this year. Um, and because of its success, it's gone on to to be confirmed for Taxi Driver 3. So get on board awesome. now so you're ready for Taxi Driver 3. I'll be 3. ready. I'll be ready. Yeah. Totally. Unless I have a Dr. Romantic experience and it personally doesn't but i don't think that's gonna happen no i don't think it's gonna happen i, I don't think it's gonna happen because i'm i'm kind of like describe this is why k-dramas are so magic right because i'm describing like the kind of the fun and the crazy but then the stories themselves they're they're just mind-blowing and they are not easy either so they mm. come with trigger warnings they come with trigger yeah. warnings so the very very first one again based on a true story in korea um features like a salt fish farm that it's that um that uses 
disabled workers and exploits them. Oh, no. Yeah. And that's apparently a thing. That's quite a common thing. So anyway, that's the drama. Please do check it out. We don't enjoy yeah. it. We don't support vigilante justice, but sometimes we understand it. <laughs> and it's yes. very satisfying to get back right, on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing because yeah. you read, obviously, because these, these stories happened quite a while ago. So you can see what happened and you can see what justice they got or basically didn't get. And so mm -hmm. it's, I think it's very cathartic and it must have been cathartic as well for Koreans watching it that they got some sense of satisfaction out of this because this mm -hmm. kind of like effectively vigilante superhero too. so it's got real signs of the a-team so there's he's got a squad the squad is so cool and they are like <laughs> they're like q in james bond they can make anything they make his car the taxi that he drives is just equipped with like everything that he might need to fight crime and be vigilante. that sounds like so he's kind of like Batman also. <laughs> he's kind of like Batman also, yeah. Yeah. And then but Batman with a healer hacker kind of like so the female lead, I guess uh -huh. she is. Right. Um, is a hacker genius. So she's on her earpiece and she's oh, directing yeah. him and giving oh, him all yeah. the data. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's, it's got it's all of better those and better. <laughs> oh, Isam. Isam, is she the hacker? Isam? No, no. So she's in Taxi Driver One. She's not in Taxi Driver oh, Two. Oh, see, I I'm looking at Taxi to... Driver One here. Yeah, but you need to you need to watch Taxi Driver One before you watch Taxi Driver Two. Okay. But Isam plays then the uh, she plays the prosecutor who kind of mm. gets close to kind of figuring out who this taxi driver company really are. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. She's yeah. but she's great in it. She's really kick ass as she is normally. Sold. Sold. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And um, so what's been your underrated drama this year? So I'm going to do an honorary mention for this category because it's not actually underrated in the K-drama community, but it is internationally underrated. And that mm. is moving. Um, mm. So moving is also on Hulu for you guys in the States. It's on Disney for the rest of us. And as we've discovered, as we've discussed rather on this pod before, they're just not great at marketing, especially mm -hmm. not compared to Netflix. And this is so, so, so many times better than Squid Game. It should really have been as huge as Squid Game because mm. it's 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 kind of not a K-drama in a way. Like it has a lot of the most beautiful things about K-dramas, tragic backstories, high school kids being awesome, family-centered <laughs> kind of like motive and morale, mm -hmm. like the morality mm -hmm. through it. But it's shot so cinematically. It's very and it's it's basically Marvel meets K drama is kind of how I've how I've kind of sold oh. it because it has all of these superhero elements mm -hmm. and um but it has uh K drama backstories, K drama heart, K drama emotion, and also the motivation of these superheroes is their families and how far they would go to protect their families. So, yeah, it's it's such an amazing drama, but it's not underrated because lots of people have loved it. So my actual underrated, right. which I actually already mentioned earlier this show, and you absolutely should watch because it really is your kind of drama, is Call It Love. And mm. both of these dramas are actually my second and third drama favorites of the year. Um, but Call It Love is, um, so Lee Sung-kyun, who we just mentioned, is in Dr. Romantic. And also, I am now going to have to quickly Google because I always forget his name. Because this is the only drama I've seen him in, is Kim Yong-kwan. It's, I think, Katie, you're going to love it because it, it's, a, it's a slow romance. It's kind of slice of life-y, but it's centered on 
the romance. Have you seen My Mister, Katie? Yes. Yeah. So I kind of, it's not My Mister, but I kind of liken it to My Mister in the sense that it's two characters who are kind of like The Walking Dead. Like they are literally just going through motions of their lives. They are like the male lead is one of the loneliest men in K-drama ever. And Lee mm. Sung-kyun has like this burning fire of revenge in her, but she is also um, just been deadened by life and kind of getting through and the demands of her family and, 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 you know, her own family's backstory. Uh, but unlike My Mister, there is obviously romance. So there's a romance drama to it. So it's a My Mister kind mm. of with with romance. Um, the second leads are amazing. I'm not going to talk about them because kind of they only kind of appear in the second half of the story. Um, but again, like I said, it pacing wise, it's so good and it's so well written and so beautifully shot. It's really arty. Um, so it isn't a classic. It's definitely not a rom com. It's definitely a mm. romance drama. But it's it's slow. It's beautiful and um it just really got me like their romance really really got me and there are scenes that just make you just cry mm. yeah yeah so it sounds really and, good. and again i think because it's on hulu it didn't get the love that it deserved <laughs> although mm-hmm. right. probably i don't know because it's not a rom-com that stars junho i'm not sure that people are like a fast lots of people are gonna like love 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 it um but yeah i think i think this is such a such a great drama so well written and so assured yeah yeah so yeah please check I it actually, out yeah i i am intrigued um i i actually like this um the male actor kim young um i've seen him in the secret life of my secretary and and there's a movie that he was in with um pak po young you mm. know um strong woman uh actress um yes. so there was a movie where um she's getting married and he's an ex-boyfriend and he, he's like processing like kind of their romance from the past you know in light of the fact that she is now getting married but yeah, yeah. he's really good yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah no he is so i mean there's shots of him like they they do the cinematography there's just shots of his shoulders and actually the female lead does say like he's got the saddest shoulders that she's ever seen <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> But honestly, genuinely, you do, you agree with him, you agree with her because you're like, yeah, he has the saddest shoulders I've ever seen. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> like a K-drama sad man. Yeah. yeah. Or his yeah. shoulders. Yeah. His no, shoulders. seriously. Oh, love it. It's so good. It's just so good. So, yeah, oh, I'm um, I'm trying to get Leah to restart it because she started it and then, but it was, I think, just before her soul trip, so it all got mangled up and, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm hoping yeah. she's going to finish it and we're going to deep dive it. But, um, yes, all right. that's my, that's my underrated. So that was two and three. And that then and what three. was number one, your, your <gasps> top drama? Of so, even though it's not finished yet, the finale is <gasps> happening this weekend and we're yeah. getting an extra episode it's my dearest. So, mm. look at the time of recording. As I said, uh, my dearest is gonna hit its finals episode twenty and it, our extra bonus special episode of twenty one uh, this weekend. And so we don't at this point know if there's gonna be a happy ever after. We don't know if they're all gonna just die 
because this drama could totally do that to them. Um, we have no idea what is going to happen. It's still going to be, I think, my favourite drama of 2023. Because, wow. yeah, because it's one of a kind, right, for me. Like, um, mm. I think historical Korean dramas generally have fallen into the camps of being, like, really based around the chosen court or uh, historical fun fun dramas you know that are a bit more comedy like I think kind of Mm -hmm. most dramas fall into either and this is historical epic Mm. like it's 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 uh it's very gone with the windy so but gone with the wind in terms of like it's set up not not actually any of its story so you have a chosen version of Scarlett O'Hara so she's a flirt she's materialistic she's quite shallow (laughs) she's vain um and super confident and flirts with everybody and um just wants to you know get with the best has fallen is thinks she's in love with chosen's version of ashley in her village the most boring is, man on earth. the most boring man on earth <laughs> in the original and in this and one in this drama and in, bless in the, him the... he has a good heart he has a good heart <laughs> Boy, and, is I he loved, and i love i love grace you'll love this but they made the korean version of ashley a confucian scholar i was just like yes absolutely absolutely yes why don't you stand there with your confucian morals um, and you know, tell the hip, tell the female lead why he can't be with her. Um, and then you have confusion. Then you have chosen version of Rhett Butler. So again, materialistic, <laughs> but really, really suave, uh, but mysterious, um, mm. rich, and um, a flirt. And and you, and they and you, and they meet each other, and you're just like, I don't really know what this drama is is because I felt like it was really sad I thought it was going to be really sad and epic but the first few episodes are really kind of quite light because they've got these two two kind of like gone with the wind characters meeting each other sparring with each other and then Mm -hmm. this drama chucks basically everything at both of these characters and Mm -hmm. um, puts them through unbelievable (laughs) scenarios of shit like just so much <laughs> so much stuff happens to these guys and really test their metal and they're both so incredibly smart and so sharp and get themselves out of these life-threatening situations with their um smarts and their bravery and their courage um and Namgung Min plays the uh male lead and this is my first Namgung Min drama and I'm now kind of fully on board. I'm going to watch like everything he's made. Mm-hmm. Even though he's had a super long career, it's going to take me a while. But he is is amazing in this drama, isn't he, Katie? Because I think you had him as an honorable mention for your performance of the year. He's just got so much presence. And he can stand there with his face, his beautifully sculpted face, <laughs> doing, sculpted doing nothing. And yet you can read everything that's going through his mind and yeah. i love that you pointed out how smart these characters are because that is kind of a rare thing to have you like this person is radiating intelligence yes. and radiating sort of resourcefulness and yeah. and it's just it's not what i'm used to seeing in yeah. in a in this kind of show yeah and especially you boy, yeah 
do you ever really fall off that emotional cliff once it once it gets going it's like yeah. wait a minute this is not yeah. what i thought i was getting well this is actually what i thought i was getting but this is not what the first two or three episodes have have set us up to expect yeah and exactly. it is just it's a thrill it's a it becomes a thriller at times yeah well, it is still a thrill because we've no, we no idea what's going to happen. We have no Seriously, idea. Seriously, there are two happen. episodes left, and I feel like it could go in any. Like I don't feel any closer to the. It's 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 one of those dramas that starts at the end, and then it's like oh years. You go back in time and see, and I don't know how we're going to still get to where we end with just two episodes yeah. left to go. Not exactly. Yeah. Hold on, everybody. Whew. Hold on. <laughs> I know. Uh, Nam Gumi is like, I think he's the king of micro expressions as well. Like mm-hmm. you just um, find yourself just searching his face for clues about things. And then when you find the thing that he, the, the emotion that he's suppressing or the emotion that's just flitted across his face, you're just like, it just literally twists up your heart. I've never experienced anything like it. It's been a really visceral experience watching this show. Mm. Um, so Eve, like I said, despite whatever happens in these next two episodes, it's already, it's already created a very unique experience for me as a watcher wow. because of what it's put me through. Uh, both in terms of its story, but also the emotional like connection it's created with me and these leads. It's just amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well said. So there's no way. So there's no way this this ending could ruin it for you. Is it that no. that's basically what you're saying. Wow. That's because uh, well that's partly amazing. because partly because these writers know what they're doing. It's right, similar to Twinkling them. Watermelon. I just trust yeah. them. <laughs> I trust that they know what they're doing. I trust that despite the fact that um, because it's become so popular that they've added an extra episode despite mm-hmm. that um i still know that they're gonna because i think they they started this drama knowing exactly how they're gonna end it so mm-hmm. yeah awesome. the only thing that could ruin it for me is if they go back <laughs> to gone with the wind and have him be frankly my dear i don't give a damning at the end like, but that is impossible. That seems impossible, right? That's impossible. It does seem. But the thing is, I'm I'm one of those people that quite liked that ending, though. So yeah. <laughs> would, how could yeah. you handle those two? No, no him having yeah. those that kind of feeling toward her. No, no, it that's true. Never. I don't think. Oh. The uh, the only way they could ruin it is if they got to the end and someone woke up and said, "Oh, that was all a dream." That's the only <laughs> way. <they> could... <laughs> but I know they're not going to go that way. I mean, like, yeah, we we won't actually air this until December so I could just come back and edit it and just go do you know what it was gonna be my favorite drama of the year but they ruined it <laughs> yeah, no no I think we're good I think we're good <laughs> yeah awesome um and uh so your special award for this year so my special award goes to two dramas and I'm gonna name my award the sequels that made me love sequels award because there is debate in k-drama land right that we don't need sequels and that a Mm -hmm. lot of us love k-dramas because there are no sequels and we Mm -hmm. don't get to this you know Grey's Anatomy episode like season 19 kind of business um but (laughs) but two sequels this year smashed it out the park for me and they were actually better than their originals and they are mm. Taxi Driver 2, which I've already warned you about, uh, which was genuinely for me better than season one. And Uncanny Counter 2, which uh, again is, I think, a bit an underrated drama. I think, again, because it's not a romance drama. But season two, oh, it was so good and actually better mm. than season one. So wow. 
briefly, Uncanny Counter is uh, about a set of, 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 of humans who are given a second chance because they're all in comas. They're given a second chance to be vigilante um, kind of um, spirit hunters. So there are evil spirits that roam the world and they've been sent uh, to back to back away from their coma to live a life if they then fight these evil spirits and they're given special powers to do it and so it's a real squad kind of k-drama so the whole Mm. crew are really really cool and it features so this is the first drama that i saw yujun sang yujun sang is in uncanny counter and so he's the he i saw him in that first um and he is he's kind of hot in that he like he has an amazing body so in Uncanny Counter <laughs> 2, I mean, I'm seeing a thing. I know you're probably seeing a theme in both these sequels, but like he has an extended boxing scene where he is um, mm. shirtless and he's, he is ripped. It's amazing. Like <sighs> this guy is like, how is he 50? Let me go look it up. Thingy. 53. 53. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, could he be my old <laughs> <gasps> 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 yeah, He was bo- He was born in, ooh, he was born in 1969. I have yeah. an about you guys. This you have is the first that I, that I found. <laughs> Evion Hun is a week younger than I am. So this oh, is really? fantastic. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm on board now, Sarah. You're on board. <laughs> but yeah, he has his his abs are ridiculous. Anyway, um, but it also has a really, really great villain. So um you might know him from he was in uh What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. He was mm-hmm. in I Am Not a Robot. Yes. He often plays the second leads. Um, I know the but he plays an amazing villain in Uncanny Counter, Uncanny Counter 2. So he's an evil spirit with amazing powers. Um, and he is so... Um, he's got this mullet going. He's really stylish. He's really evil. He's so good in it. And again, really ripped. Like he really flipping <laughs> Jim for this drama. Um, so, yeah. There's no romance but it is so fun. Uh, the action uh, is done really, really well. And again, there is tragic backstories as well. So there's plenty mm-hmm. of stuff in there that really kind of gets you and really makes you feel for these characters and um, yeah, really makes you root for the, for the, for the whole crew. So that's my, my awards for the sequels that made me love sequels. Awesome. Bravo. They sound amazing. <laughs> um okay so are you manifesting anything for 2024 or did the last two years of manifesting turn you off of manifesting <laughs> no i continue to manifest because i think i, had, I did have, actually have some success because i was on day back k Rambles oh, yes yeah and i manifested jung hee in in a rom-com and then oh, two right, weeks right. later yeah two weeks later he signed up for a rom-com but then month uh, one few weeks later he it turns out that he turned that down oh. to sign for another rom-com oh produced by the writer and director of hometown cha-cha-cha oh. so i am now very excited <laughs> please sarah tell us what you want for 2024 let's ride that energy right so what i say i say that that i succeeded but actually my manifestation for 2024 is the same manifestation that i had for 2023 that didn't come true so that's how mm, it didn't work so last year's manifest and this year's manifest is is a dark gothic vampire romance specifically starring Lee Su Hook, who I fell badly for in Tomorrow. Um, and he's the character that kind of is sweeping around in Matrix style neo robes. And he's got a face just ap- 
absolutely built to be a vampire amazing <laughs> and he has had no role the whole of 2023 and i know because mm. i stalk him on instagram and, and he, <laughs> he's he's like an ex-model so he's it lots of prada and like gucci events and stuff and i'm like get in a drama so he's still i think he's playing like a, a side character in another drama but i want him to be a main lead because he's never been a main lead he's so never I been a main that. lead Never been a main lead with that oh, yeah. voice. I've he never has? Seen... Oh, he's got a beautiful yeah. speaking voice. He has, he has. You're so right. I want, he, I want dark. Does look like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want, I want like a twisty, break my heart, sacrifice. I will do anything for my girl type romance with him. Mm. That's what I want. Um, and if I was being super greedy and just kind of like literally manifesting the the drama of my dreams, I want a vampire brotherhood. Um, and the other vampires will be Edon Wook and Kim Jae Oh, because oh. <laughs> I think I they'll make say... amazing vampires. I mean, I can see Edon Wook, but I don't know about Kim Jae Wook as a vampire. I can't see no. it. He's yeah. very angular. He's so angular. Like that... I mean, I guess I guess he is angular, but I is he is he as pale and like? Do you know what I'm saying? That. True. That, yeah. Like, bloodless. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have that bloodless look about him. <laughs> mm. If I know anything about very dramas, dark. they can make anyone look bloodless. I and mean, pale. that's true. That's true. That's true. But still. Also, I... he could be like a tropical vampire. You know, they don't. Have to be, like... <laughs> Where's my tropical vampire drama? Come <laughs> on. There you go. So they, they, there was actually a vampire drama and I got really excited about it this year. It was Takion as a vampire in Heartbeat, but it was a comedy vampire. And I was like, I don't want uh... comedy vampire. And I dropped I dropped that as well, actually. That should have been my list of dramas I, I dropped. Because I literally only watched two episodes, that's why. But I got like, it was airing at the time and then everybody got really annoyed with how it ended. So then I was like, right, now I'm cutting it. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not watching a drama that screws its ending. So that's my yeah. manifest. And manifest that with me, guys. And hopefully I'm on board. Yeah. Love it. I'm manifesting with you. That sounds amazing. Especially with the brotherhood of the vampires. Yes. <laughs> you're going to have yes. one vampire. I know. Give us, give us more vampires. And right. if you're going to have we more want... vampires, they need to be in a yeah. brotherhood, obviously. Yes. Vampire bromance. <laughs> yes. Vampire bromance. Exactly. That's what I want. I mean, it's easy, right? Come on, guys. Come on, Studio Dragon. Let's do it. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much uh, for your time. We have absolutely loved having you on. Um, and It's been my pleasure. I'm so pleased that you to, to be here and to like talk, chat with you all about this. It's just been it's been so fun. It's been really fun. That's on the Patreon, guys. So if you've enjoyed yeah. Katie's opinion, yes. <laughs> if you feel like she might be your K-drama... Whisper. Like whisper. K-drama like whisper. whisper. Companion. I'm like your yeah, K-drama companion. Kindred down, a, down a sad Kindred and lonely, spirit. weepy road where we all feel a lot <laughs> and we feel our emotions and mm -hmm. uh, we overanalyze yeah. our emotions. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, anyone who's not a patron should be a patron. It's a it's such a great community. So um, great. And I am lucky enough to have some real life friends who are K-drama watchers as well. But I know that that's not the case for a lot of us out there. So if you want to find those people, then you can find them in our patron for sure. Yeah. And yeah. you and you've you're a good example of how you physically found friends as well. So now you have like mm -hmm. your own little patron kind of local 
through as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So honestly, I've had a blast, Katie. It's been so much fun. It's been oh, lovely you so seeing much. you again. Um, so I'm wishing you a very lovely holiday season and a very happy new year where we will manifest all of these amazing dramas for us all to enjoy in 2024. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Thanks Thank you, again Katie. to you both. Bye. Bye. Sissy Neiman, thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our pod. Follow us on our Instagram at Afternooner Asks or our website www.afternoonerasks.com. Our network, Studio Afterglow, brings you more podcasts for your enjoyment. To get more K-drama content from a writer's lens and listen to your K-romance guides, check out Afternooner Delight. For any BTS fans out there, Afternooner Army is here for you with thinky, thirsty and over 30 takes of Army life. Or check out It's Bananas, the podcast where we build an appetite for juicy living with your host, Becky Onesta. She explores how tasting new and diverse fruits can lead to self-discovery, joy and connection. And if you want to hang with us and other K-drama fans, do consider joining us on Afternoon A Delight Patreon. There are different levels for you to access and it's a lot of fun. Go to www.afternoonadelightpodcast.com to sign up. Finally, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to contact us via our socials or our email, afternoonerasks at gmail.com. We really look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, see you soon.